Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. Uh, we are back on track with consecutive uh, episodes. Uh, we did have a little bit of a, a bump uh, a couple weeks ago or a two weeks ago, I guess, yep. when we were at junior camp, but we're back on track. And um, just going forward, we do our best to make this a weekly, but if it turns into bi-weekly just because we just can't make it work, we're not going to like beat ourselves over the head with it or, or about make ourselves feel horrible but we are doing the best we can and this time i got brother lee and julian estrada with hey, us hello hello everyone. you've been on it tw- twice don't you i think yeah two times i think yeah, so i think so so this is your, your third time and brother lee this is probably well you've only not been in one or two so <laughs> uh and the reason for that is you're just you're such a good sounding board and you have so much common sense and you have a good radio voice. I, I no, I'm kidding. The, I, I need the money. <laughs> the pay's good. That's right. We just really, really <laughs> loaded out on these things because we, we just we pay our talent top dollar. Is that right, Jim? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Big bucks. Big bucks. Well, uh, again, the purpose of these podcasts are for a couple of reasons. It is to help ourselves by kind of recapping the week. And so we can talk amongst ourselves what went well, what didn't go so great, what we could do better next time. And it's a historical kind of documentation of our Sunday school. So we can go back in a year and say, are we better than we were? Are we the same? Uh, hopefully, hopefully we've improved. It's kind of like going back and watching some of the old Sunday school videos. Mm, like, yes. like from back when, like, I think Aiden was like less than one or maybe just right. And he's crawling on. But I, I was like, our backdrop, our scene, just even if we hear like, like, and this is only because the one that comes to my mind is one that you were teaching, Brother Philip. Your teaching's gotten better, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you're you're smoother, you know. But like, we're and we're all growing, and it's just it's cool to watch and see that. So, how so, could I take that bad? That's a possible. Well, well like, I don't mean it. Like, You've gotten like, better. I hope you don't aren't embarrassed by that. But you weren't. I'm kidding. It wasn't that it was bad. It's but I, it's just like wow, like it sounds really like good. No, I would know? never like, take that. Yeah, yeah, take that badly. Hey, that's the biggest compliment you can give anybody. <laughs> so, um, so we're obviously going to talk about last week. Yes, um, but. Before that, we, we want to always touch on something that we can help improve ourselves. Um, and maybe those that are listening, maybe you can get something out of it. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the importance of setting goals for just a minute. We're not going to wax the elephant on that, uh, as it were. Uh, it's a little little hidden joke there uh, at our church. So if you want to hear it, uh, I don't know, send us an email. Info to have send us going. I'll, I'll spill the beans on that one. But... Uh, we're going to talk about the important setting goals. And when we talk about this, I'm talking to myself yes. more than I'm talking to anybody else. So when I write these, when I, when I mention some of the stuff we're talking about, this is stuff that I wrote down because I need this. And I'm going to say it out loud and I want everybody to, uh, sometimes verbalizing it helps you kind of, I don't know, understand it better yourself. Brother Lee, you've said that many times, right? You're, you're, you don't really know a subject until you can teach it. Until so. you can teach it, yeah. Well, I don't feel yeah. like I can teach this in any way, shape, or form, but uh, I do want to talk about it. So the importance of setting goals in children's ministry. Uh, Brother Lee, what, what are some goals that we should shoot for, whether it's bus ministry, Sunday school, or any other part of children's ministry? What are some admirable goals that, that are worthy of, of writing down? Well, I, I think one of the, and it's it's a never-ending thing, is is um, is the discipling type mentality we have of our kids to to uh, 
you know, to not just they're not just a number, um, and you know, we, and we want the numbers, of course, but uh, but to uh, make them like viable members of, of the church congregation, you know, and uh, just to grow and just to see them. I mean, we, we in work, you know, we always talk about succession planning and stuff. I mean, I, in, at first I kind of thought, I remember when I took a job and I was a quality manager and, uh, um, and there was an opportunity for promotion and my manager says, well, you can't, apply for because there's nobody to take your place and that was kind of depressing you know where are they going to hold you back because there isn't somebody in the pipeline so to speak to to kind of fill your shoes and i think uh, so one big goal is is just to continue to work with kids to see them really step up and and to help nurture that growth in them and uh, just to see how many at the end of the at the end of the year or a couple years obviously it's going to take some time depending on their age and when they come in but just see them really stepping up and and becoming a part part of the you know teaching and doing what we do you know yeah and minister as well so so that's an that's a great goal um i'm i'm i try to take goals like that and make them a bit more concrete meaning this is for myself really because uh the more fuzzy it is the more i'll dodge away from it so obviously discipleship is vital what can i make that in a sentence that i can write down by the end of the year i want to see this I don't even know. I don't even know how to phrase that. And, but but that's that's what I mean when I say a goal. This is something that I want to achieve this month, this week, this year, um, or in my lifetime, or in the next five years. You know, whatever that goal is. Is it a percentage? I don't know of discipleship of the bus kids that we pick up. Uh, I don't even know how to phrase that in a goal. But I think that's the mentality I want to get myself in. Is I want to reach for certain things because I don't want them to be fuzzy, nebulous type of goals. Like in my bus, if I pick up 10 kids, by the end of the year, I'm going to see two of them locked in, part of the youth group that are not, uh, I don't have to worry about them anymore. Like they're just, they're tied in, they're locked in on their own. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the goal I would necessarily write down, but I want to, I want to. Put it in those kind of terms, if that makes sense. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, like kingdom-minded goals, where it's not just yeah. a number or a check mark. It's a oh, yeah, something yeah, yeah. that's you know like that's gonna profit the kingdom. You know, we could all say you know I want fifty kids on my bus, and I could go. You could pick up fifty kids, and but if it's just a, it's a you need a solid good number that will you know stick. You know, like mm-hmm. what you're saying, disciple them, making them stay in getting involved in the program. You know, like. Obviously, we, we want to see every kid, you know, uh, become viable or, uh, sorry, big key members of the church. So that's yeah. what, you know, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, other admirable admirable goals, like you just said, uh, Brother Julian, is I want to have X number of kids riding my, my bus or my van. Or maybe you just have a car ministry. You're picking up kids. Yeah. Like anything. Uh, I, I want to put a number on it. Mm-hmm. If I'm only picking up two kids right now, what do I want to see in by next week? Okay, let's let's be reasonable. I, I know I'm probably not going to go from two to, to ninety over in a week, but can I go from two to five? I think that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. and write it down, and, and every week adjust your goal to faith, but yet reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yes. know, we, we know God can help us, but but let's really put stuff on here. If you you're putting these exaggerated goals every week and you're never reaching them, all you're doing is setting yourself up for disappointment uh, and, and probably you won't be writing your goals down very long. Uh, but make them achievable, but make them something you got to work for. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, what do I want to pick up by the end of the year an average? I want to see an average on my bus of, of 15, 20, 30. What, what, am I, what am I shooting for? And uh, what are some other goals? Um, so when Brother Lee was talking, I, I pulled up a personal goal that I have saved on my phone. Ooh. Now there's a ah, bunch of is, points here. This is awesome. So um, if some of these are personal, I, you don't want to get out. No, 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 no. They're, they're not nothing. Yeah, nothing like that. But these are all I stuff. I want to see my are, wife quit talking back. No, <laughs> I want to see all my kids potty train. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, so let's say uh, here, I'll, I'll rattle them off really fast. Um, but it's things like fast more for my route. The fact Pray that more. you have these written down is vital. We're going to talk oh, about the oh, yeah. importance. The difference from taking it from just a kind of a, a cloudy goal to something written down. I can't mm. remember. What was it? 40% more likely that it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Like like New Year's resolutions. If you don't write mm. it down, you're not going to keep it's it. Yeah. Um, pray more for my route. Weekly, follow, weekly follow-ups with my kids and their families. Organize big outreach for routes, sidewalks, Sunday school, organize a better check-in system, reach adults, do more Bible studies with my families, uh, train new workers on the bus, train um, outreach teams, organize Bible study groups, organize the elite program, be a leader, work the hardest, be available, and set up a uh, like a discipline process for Sunday school and bus ministry. Yeah, so, so you know. there's almost a blend there of to-do lists slash goals, but those are all... Yeah achievable items and so uh, whether it's I want to see this many kids in my Sunday school class if you're a Sunday school teacher or what about the goal of I want to see kids get the Holy Ghost in my classroom yeah uh, sometimes we talk to people uh, whether we're at seminars or different churches and they say I've never seen anyone get the Holy Ghost in my classroom but kids that they teach obviously get the Holy Ghost in different environments and so they're like how can I how can I uh, see that in my classroom? So make that a goal. I want to see a kid get the Holy Ghost in my class. Yeah. Not just learn about it there, um, but but have it happen there. And, yeah. and I would love to say it happens every week. It doesn't happen every week with yeah. us. But it is exciting. But it does happen. Yes, it is. But it does happen. Yep. And you got to set the environment to make it happen. So all of these goals are great. Yep. But this is the key to this whole topic that we're talking about is after you put the goal down, after you write it down physically on a piece of paper that you can look at, how do you now reach the goal? Um, I, I, I was reading a book called How to Get Things Done. And one of uh, his, his key points were people that put to-do lists that don't actually, they're just, again, they're fuzzy. So like, I want to get a raise at my job. That's not a to-do. <laughs> That's not an action. So he says, okay, break it down into an achievable task, into what is the first task you have to do to get started on this thing. So if my goal is I want to have 50 kids on my bus by the end of the year, what is the first task I have to do to make that happen? And then write it down, make an outline. What am I going to do from now until the end of the year consistently, aggressively, um, uh, responsibly, what am I going to do to make this actually a reality? Yeah. Um, so, if I'm going to get 50 kids, I got to go on outreach. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, so we have some now that now you're kind of jogging my memory a little bit. Uh, so Liz, my 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 boss, 
bust Captain Bob. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, I heard she's a mean one too. <laughs> Just kidding. No, she's she's incredible. She does such a phenomenal she job. She's awesome. And uh, I'm having such a great time. But uh, we've talked about some things and uh, is having a barbecue uh, in in an, uh, in the mobile home park that we've been going. And so we've been kicking that around and we've been telling the kids we're going to do that. So we're just just haven't actually done it yet but it, we, it, that's coming real soon but we thought we want to really be visible in the in the neighborhood and we've been pretty consistent we've been hitting it um pretty much somebody from our team has been in there at least following up and i know she does a great job calling and texting everybody uh so that's one thing we're going to do is that but kind of another neat thing is uh she just moved into a new apartment complex and it's it's wide open right now she said there's so many kids there that it's just unbelievable so so we got some things that we'll probably maybe we'll end up flipping it from the uh, mobile home park or do both but we're definitely going to do that and i think that's going to be exciting and and again and i think uh I, i'm excited there's some fertile ground that i think that we're going to really tap into and Absolutely. so we're going to do the barbecue but just talking and uh, to all the families and stuff and just trying to get them to really know us so we're pretty new there so that's awesome so if my goal is to get 50 kids it is start with i want consistent prayer for my for my my route i'm going to now pray 30 minutes a day for my route an hour yeah. whatever we you know, put put something down and then do it um i'm going to do outreach two different times for an hour each or i'm going to go on saturdays for two or three hours every single saturday no matter what and if something happens where that saturday is is just x'd out on me for some reason i'm going to make it up somewhere on those somewhere else in the week and if, if I'm praying for my outreach or for my for my route, I'm fasting for my route, I am doing consistent outreach on the route, and you're still not getting kids, then something is missing and maybe God wants you to hit other doors or something. Maybe he's leading you somewhere else. Uh, but if you do those things, you are going to hit your goal. You're going to at least get closer to it, <laughs> a lot closer than saying, I want 50 kids and then sitting there and hoping that it happens. What do they say? A, a goal is just a wish if you don't put legs on it. Yeah, yeah you yeah. gotta, you gotta actually make it happen. You know, I, I don't know if you're gonna say something, but uh, speaking of praying for the kids, and it, uh, a couple Sundays ago, I took the prayer cards and I worked it into a skit in the thing. I don't know if you. Oh, I remember. remember yeah. that. And I actually wrote down the names of the kids on our bus route and the route. So look at that. Because I kind of, one of the things I want to really do is get to know the kids and, and become their friend. Just like we mentioned before about Brother Baglin saying when in a kid is, or when in somebody's church, I won them first as a friend. And so I, I, I'm, ho I'm hoping that the kids, you know, I wanted them to see. And I was really feeling it. When I was praying for, I'm feeling choked up right now, just thinking about it, is uh, to let these know these kids know that we're actually really praying for them. So hopefully they know it wasn't just a skit that we really did. So we worked it into the prayer at the end of the um, at the altar call for that yeah. session that day. So Yeah, uh, I would say definitely if we want to see growth, we got to pray and fast for our route for sure. And, you know, you're talking about praying for our kids. What, uh, what I would do, Brother Lee, is I like to pray over the kids' names where I would put it in a note where I would save, like, okay, as I'm meeting kids, I would write, save their names in my phone on a note so that when I pray through them throughout the week, one, it helps me remember their name, and two, you're really getting a burden for that kid. And then now, though, now that we have trawler, I would sometimes pull up my trawler and just go through my route and just start praying for every single kid and their families and all of that because I'm like, and sometimes you may be pick up someone's brother but their sister don't come or whatever so i'm like god touch that family that's been the whole family and i've seen fruits where we go and we knock the door and all of a sudden they're like oh we're all coming today it's like 
yes <laughs> you know and you know but it's cool things you already remember their name it's because you've been praying with them because i i personally really struggle with memorizing names and i i i'm that type of guy where i was like hey what's your name eric okay and in my head i'm like eric 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 and i'm trying my best and then i still walk away and be like Man, what was that guy's name again? But, um, you know, and obviously a goal of ours is we want to see growth, but to really see there's a lot of things we got to do, making those little steps of praying and fasting, memorizing their names, visitation, all these little things, and uh, to really exceed that goal. That we you, you mentioned Trawler, so that one of my own personal goals is, and I've been telling Liz to get me set up on Trawler. I got the app on my phone, but I need to get the login and whatever. I'll and get you I, tonight, by the way. I'll take you set up. I'll do it. I can do it right now. I, but you're exactly right, though. So what I did when I first started, I was just using the notes in, in my iPhone and putting a name, the, the apartment complex or whatever, and like Santiago or, or date, and then bam. So it, so I, that, yeah. But it does help. you got to write them down yeah. I, I have to absolutely I'll never forget at brother uh, Molander at brother Molander's funeral um, there were kids and those that don't know brother Molander he was uh, a great man of God he's he's known for prayer he's known for being a preacher for being a pastor but he's not very well known for being a school teacher um, and so at his funeral there were so many testimonies. I don't know if you guys were there about him as a Sunday school teacher. And this is now from people that are in their their elder years. Um, I don't even want to guess because I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, but but they're older. Yeah. And they're talking about Brother Molander, how he was a Sunday school teacher to them when they were little kids. This is, and I'm going to have to put an age on it a little bit. And we're talking 50 plus years later. Yeah. yeah. Probably longer. And they're saying, I will never forget Brother Molander's Sunday school classes. Mm -hmm. And then they started saying why. And it was never, and and again, I'm talking to myself when I say all this, it was never that he held flaming fireballs. (laughs) That he, uh, you know, just this, he twisted a balloon animal for me. That that wasn't what they remembered. And and we know that, guys. We know that. Okay, I'm talking talking because you guys are on the same page as me. But uh, what they said is I'll never forget what happened in our classes because and they went through the down the list of the prayer that Brother Melander did. I don't remember the number of hours that he prayed every day. It wasn't an hour. It was multiple hours every day for his Sunday school class. This was before he was a pastor, before he was uh, even, he might have been called to the ministry and his pastor was basically trying him out as a Sunday school teacher, yeah. just kind of putting him on, you know, hey, let's see if he's serious. Yeah. And he put him in a Sunday school class. And was he ever serious? He f- prayed and fasted for that class. And those kids in the funeral, they weren't kids anymore. They were talking about the miracles that happened in Sunday school. The kids that got healed, the, ki- uh, the, the families that were changed, the, the kids that got the Holy Ghost, the, just the, the prayer meetings that the entire church ended up in the Sunday school room because of the prayer that was going on in that classroom because of the stuff that, that he did. And so I remember hearing all that and thinking, I want that in my classroom. But am I willing to do everything that he did? Right. You know what? That, and, and I remember feeling, uh, you know, and looking back, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't pray four hours a day for my class or however many hours it was. And I know we're not all the same. I know everybody's ministry is different. But, you know what, there's, there's things. If you want to see stuff in your classroom, there are ways to achieve it. 
you know, yeah. you can't force God. You can't twist his arm behind his back. But there are rules that God lives by. You know, if you do yeah. these things, he's going to do them. So, uh, you know, if we want to see kids get the Holy Ghost in our class, prayer and fasting is not optional. It's absolutely essential. If we want to see it happen, we have to create an atmosphere in our class. If you want, if you want to get see kids get the Holy Ghost, you got to have an altar call, right? you got to pray. Yeah. They're not just going to start speaking in tongues during your action song. You have to yeah. set in a uh, worship song and then and then preach or not preach but do your lesson and then lean, lend it to an altar call and, and pray with the kids. Give it time to pray. And some Sundays you can try that and it falls flat on its face. I know that we've been there, mm-hmm. but other times it clicks and all of a sudden, wow, you have an incredible altar call. Kids crying and praying in the altar uh, that you just never expected to see. You know, uh, we we're just talking about praying and fasting. I remember Brother Wang. Um, a couple years ago now, he was here talking to us and he was talking about getting your Sunday school room ready. And I remember he was kind of throwing it out there like, you know, you get the decorations and that's what you think he's going to go to. Then all of a sudden he like shifted gears and was like, you're in your room, you're praying the night before. So when your child walks in, that bus kid, that Sunday school kid walks in and they feel the presence that you ushered into that room before they were there. And I know that's one of the things I love that's beautiful about you know, bus ministry before we go out, we go and we pray in our Sunday school room, you know, and like that is already ushering the presence of God for us. So when the kids show up, they're there, you know, that's one of the reasons why I love that pre going out, knock on the door prayer meeting, because that's so important. We could do the coolest lesson ever. We don't pray and fast, you know, we, yeah. it's going to be useless. Now, on the other hand, if we're praying and fasting, we also need to make sure we're doing, we're doing also our part Sure. You know, we're getting our lesson ready. We're we're doing our prep work. We're getting our goofy costumes out. So, you know, and God uses us through that that silliness too. But we, you know, we do our part. God does His, and it's it's beautiful. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I challenged everybody to listen to this, and I'm challenging myself is to write down goals of what you want to see in your ministry. If if it's bus ministry, write that down. If it's Sunday school, write that down. If it's both, a lot of us do both. Uh, write down the goals you want to see both in this week and in this month and this year of what you want to see God to do and then the steps we have to take to see it happen. And I was reading this, this uh, it was a book by Stephen Covey, the guy that does The Seven Habits, but it was another book. I can't remember what it was. I can't remember the title. But he was talking about um, a way to to kind of force yourself to do certain things and he had a system I don't know if it was him himself or somebody that he had doing this part of the book but they they mentioned how they have a notebook that is like the sacred notebook like you don't ever write anything in this notebook unless you a thousand percent guarantee blood fingerprint on it that you will do it and uh, he, he said, I am so careful to write anything down because I've never broke my word on that page. He said, but if I write it down, it has to happen. Yeah. It, to him, it's as much, it's as important to him as anything else. As It's almost a sin to himself. Like if, if I don't do what I write down, then, then I, 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 have, I have basically lied to myself. And that's something that he was not willing to do. But he also wasn't willing to write it down if it was iffy. You know, so he if if he wrote it, it was one of those. Okay, I don't care how late I have to stay up. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care any other responsibilities. This one comes first. And so from that, I've got 
I, I, I don't have that notebook. But there are some things, like if I write it down or if I make a... There's, there's just certain areas that if I say that's going to happen, I have to do it. I have to do it. And we all have different versions of that. It may be a written in a sacred notebook or maybe something else, you know. Uh, well, you know, at the end of the uh, the Redlands conference, they had the accountability papers. Yes. They write down three things, okay? So this you're going to laugh at this. My first one says, I want to ride the bus once. I'm going to go on outreach once by the end of the month, you know, go out once and I'll, I'll hold off for the other one. So I'm like, so I was just going to do it one time. And I came that next Sunday, we were in, I think it was next Sunday. And I don't know, I think I was leading a teacher meeting when we did that. And I, and I, at the end, it was just kind of at the tail end, we started talking about that. And I said, I go, well, well yeah, I said, I'm going to, you know, go on the bus. And, and Kim, Julian's wife, oh, that was an answer to prayer or stuff like that. She was saying she was hoping Brother Lee was going to get on the bus. So I'm like, and I'm sitting there in my mind thinking, okay, I'm going to ride it one time. I'm not joining the bus, but here I am. And I, and I think, I don't think I've missed an outreach since. And I'm on the bus and, and I'm having a great time. But tell, like, you know, I think you it's mentioned funny. earlier, is telling somebody, you know, something like, I guess you've got to be careful who you tell because you're, you're going to really get held accountable to it. Yeah, and, then, and then the last one was I was going to clean up all my Sunday school stuff in the garage, which still hasn't happened yet. <laughs> which reminds me, I have. My wife reminds me of that one. I have some of your stuff in my car, by the way. I need to give you <laughs> after this. I run away over here. <laughs> I can. Yeah. So before the podcast, Brother Julian was talking about his version of a sacred notebook is telling someone he's going to do something because at that point, and Brother Brother Wang and I were talking after that Redlands deal. uh, We have a kind of a three way commitment between me, him, and Brother Hodge, Tyler Hodge. And if we tell each other that we're going to do something by the next deal, it's not a sacred notebook, but it's it's you don't want to go on that call and not have done it. I mean, you feel like a dirty dog. Right. I would rather skip the call. Like, I'll dodge the call rather than have to tell him I just bail. You know, I just I just <laughs> didn't want to do it. Or, or, you know, I'm too busy. You know, I mean, how many times have we heard that? Uh-huh, right. you know, yeah. yeah, whatever. Aren't we all busy? Uh, but it really does. Uh, Brother Julian was talking about He tells people, I'm going to do this because, like James said, James Wing said, I'm really good at letting myself down. Right, yeah. But I'm not good at letting others down. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to let somebody else, you know, know that I'm a flake. <laughs> when I really want to hold myself to something, I tell someone. And because I don't want to seem like a flake. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, I said I'm going to do this. And then it not be, get done and they realize it not get done, too. It's like if I write it down on a piece of paper, I'd be like, no one knew I wrote that down. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I the, for me personally, I, I and it's people who I know that would kind of hold me accountable now these people i told like i don't think they'll ever be jerks about it but they'll be like oh like they'll check in on it and i'll be like uh well uh, i haven't done it yet but that's a like you said it's an ugly feeling i don't like being like that i don't like yeah. being that that flaky person the one that doesn't show up when they said they were going to and oh yeah i'll, I'll bend over backwards for you i got this this i'll do that and then just not do it like i i do not want to be that guy so right all, all of these things we're talking about take an internal sense of integrity. Yes. You know, if you, whether it's a promise to yourself, a promise to somebody else, or some people that just don't, they're totally fine with being a flake. Like, that's that's yeah, their life. I'm it. cool with that. <laughs> I can tell you straight to your face I'm going to do something, and no, I'm not going to do it. 
not me. Not right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> but there's no, still people that are like that. Yeah. And so all of these things, that, you know, if you want to be a, a true goal setter, you got to have a true sense of of I, I got to be able to live with myself. I got to have a sense of integrity and honesty with myself that that is in, in, uh, involved. What's the word? Involuble. You know not what I mean. Invaluable? No, not invaluable. Wait, wait, wait. They cannot be violated. Oh, no, anyway. Invo- okay. And I'm sorry, but Lee. No, no I was just going to say, you know, we, one of the things we did, we, we talked about, because we did have that one church, uh, team meeting, is uh, maybe, I think a lot of it is, a lot of times we just get busy with life and we kind of forget, too. Mm. So maybe coming up with a way to make it more visible. And and, may, yeah. and I think the accountability, too, like we got such a close-knit uh, team, I think, that maybe when we do have our next kind of like our get together team meeting is we somehow put together you know both personal goals bus route team goals for your Ooh, you know, I like whatever. that yeah. and just and and and, and not to be writing. you know to beat up on somebody for no, doing to make a it's accountability I love it and we'll, we'll preface it don't write it down if you're not mm-hmm. if you're not committing to it you know this is a real deal yeah. uh, the stuff I'm going to say I want you to hold me to you yeah, know yeah um, there was a, a quote from one of the books I was reading. I can't remember what it was, but this guy was writing. He said, on a scale of 1 to 10, I wanted level 10 success. Like he was shooting for the stars. I want, I want money, success, big car, big house, responsibility. I just want it all. But then he did an introspective look and he said, but I found out that my level of personal development was at about a 2. <laughs> so I wanted a 10. But I was only willing to give it two as far as my my contribution, and then I just was hoping that that you know my my lucky star would supply the other eight, which is silly. Mm-hmm. So let's either uh, change our expectations or change our efforts to get there. Well, you know, you mentioned uh, you, I know you just kind of threw it out. Uh, you know, the goals do need to be specific. I know at work we talk about smart goals, uh, specific, measurable, attainable reasonable or or relevant and then time bound you know so so you have that and i'm gonna say that one more time because i I, want to get that smart is smart goal so specific measurable um uh, achievable achievable relevant and time bound what is the relevant how relevant means like um i want to you know uh make my yard clean for sunday school it doesn't well they don't kids don't care. <laughs> okay. you know, so it, it, it needs to be so, so but going back to like you're you said i want to raise my job well that's kind of a, like you said nebulous and stuff but maybe you need to do something like well that's kind of a, in the hands of your boss or whatever but i want to i want to take these classes i want to you know make myself better so that i'm more marketable or whatever so those are you put in steps to to make yourself get to that goal or something like that i really and like so, that smart thing that that yeah, is and, and and so that's just kind of like okay so we kind of kind of going back to the thing okay how do i want more kids on my bus well, okay you want a number but how are we gonna but then Specific. you put stuff you put some things in your in your thing like okay by we're gonna do this by having a barbecue and getting outreach and flyers and our bubble so you put those little steps in place and then you then it's like i want to lose weight okay well that's again Mm. no i'm going to eat two thousand calories a day and i want to measure that and that's how you because it's the calories that you need to do and if i could do that i'm gonna know is that how that works (laughs) (laughs) this this is a uh oh we just put just i I just want to lose weight it just hasn't happened i just thought i didn't wish it hard so i just fall off (laughs) Yeah. yeah 
But hey, I, I really like that. Smart goals. I'm going to awesome. say that. Yes. That's good. I really like that. Uh, last thing on this, and, and I know we've, we've probably talked about it longer than we expected, but um, is revisit your goals. Yeah, um, yeah. So don't do this in January and forget about it until December. Uh, revisit them constantly. Daily might be a bit much, and, but at and least prior, Well, that's the thing. Like again, I keep bringing up work, but I, no, it, that goes back to something a long time ago where I hated going to these seminars stuff. But then, well, how can you use that? Is that uh, is kind of like an agile mindset? Is priorities change? And as, as life goes on, your goals may change, so you reprioritize. So that's where revisiting comes into place, where, okay, yep. here, this was my goal today, but a month from now, things may change because of certain yep. dynamics. And so it's, it's very good to revisit. And that's where I yep. think the accountability with our team would be, would be good, too. Absolutely. And even with yourself, is, um, the, 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 this book was recommending that every week, sit down and think of all of the roles that you have in your life. Um, in this case, I want to be specific to children's ministry, but uh, as as a as a uh, bus worker, as a Sunday school teacher, what are what is the primary goal this week of of, of each of those roles? Uh, and but that you know they go into every aspect of your life as a father, as as a as a, a husband, as all these things. What what is the goal that I'm I'm shooting for specifically this week? And then and then every week revisit that. And, and then they, they you know, set specific, like you said, specific is so key and time sensitive. So during this week, I want to prepare for my, I want to prepare better for Sunday school. Okay, so on Tuesday, I'm going to sit down for 30 minutes and start preparing. And then on Wednesday, I'm gonna, you know, it, it put, put it on the calendar. And I've noticed that stuff, and, and man, I just jumped ship big time. But if I don't put it on the calendar, it will not happen. Or I'll push it and push it and push it and push it. Like your barbecue. If it's not on the calendar, I've been saying that I want to do a barbecue for our, our outreach forever. I mean, for our route. Hadn't happened because I didn't put it on the calendar. If I don't put a date on it, yeah. it's not going to happen. I have to do that, too. I have to put a date on it. If not, it's like, oh, maybe the next week. Oh, well. I, then something always comes up. Yep. You know, then it, it always ends up getting pushed out longer. you got to set it as your priority. Like, I'm going to do this on July 12th. And I'm going to I'm gonna do this, you know, I'm going to make sure it gets into the works and I'm going to prepare for it on this day. I have to do that too or my goals like I'll I'll just be a flake. The dun 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 flake. <laughs> yeah, that word that we all so, know and love. Yeah. Well, um, so anything else to add, add about that? Just the, the, the power and the the uh, traps sometimes of setting goals. I think we, we covered it fairly well. You need to have goals. Make sure they're achievable and smart. Smart. <laughs> make sure they're smart goals. Right. If you don't have a goal, get a goal. Yeah. So if we haven't convicted anybody else listening to this, I've convicted myself yeah. on a lot of fronts. So uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go set some smart goals. I'm not goals. a very smart goal person. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, hopefully we'll be after this. Hey, my goal is I'm going to set some goals. <laughs> I'm, my goal is to have a goal. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, let's. How about recapping our Sunday school? All right. So, Fourth uh, of July was our Sunday, and uh, we had standard Sunday school. I mean, it's standard in the sense that we had the same time as always, and, and the same length of time, and all that. Uh, but it was a very different uh, style style format. Of format. Yeah, of format. Sunday school than we normally would have. Uh, we had talked about it in one of our team meetings. We had said, "How about?" Instead of the kids always knowing what to expect when they get there and always knowing, you know, we, we do shuffle our schedule a little bit, you know, here and there, but let's radically change it at least once a month. 
uh, by radically like that fourth Sunday might be a, a Holy Ghost service where we all go into the Spanish sanctuary and have just raw church and see kids get the Holy Ghost. Or it might be a Super Sunday where we have uh, like a big drama, like a class, an hour long. Continuing. Continuing, like like our, our uh, Pentecost Sunday when, when we did the upper room skit. Or it might be what we did this time, which was a rotating Sunday school, which... Uh, sounds strange and, and until I mention the VBS style and everybody go, oh, I know oh, what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah, so it's like breakout sessions. So we have four different areas um, and then the kids break into four groups and then they just travel from area one to area two to three and four and of course, you know, different ones start in different areas and then they just move in a, in a giant clockwise circle until they hit them all. Um, we have an hour, so we did 15 minutes, actually it's 12 minute pieces with three minutes to travel between so it ended up being 15 times four uh but our four sessions in fact you guys covered two of those sessions yes. we had brother lee i think you were area one which was yep. uh object lessons object lesson and our theme for the entire day obviously was freedom freedom as we're talking about july 4th and uh july 4th is a great time if you don't do this uh, it's great to talk about the freedom that we have both in the united states as a country some people take it for granted some people just all they want to do is bash our country and tell how bad it is and how much they hate it yeah. and everything else but but we we want our kids to know that we do love our country and we know we don't think it's perfect yeah. we know that we're also not we're not little uh what's that that book the girl Pollyannas. We're not little Pollyannas that, that think that everything is wonderful. We know it's not, but it's still the best thing going. And yes, we love living where we live. Yeah. Uh, and we want to put some pride into these kids that we teach. Um, and we also talk about the freedom that we have in Jesus. You know, some people think uh, that, that you know, you go to church, now you have to get rid of everything. You have to you know, get rid of your TV and, and, and you basically can't have fun anymore. No, no, no. There's a freedom and living for God. Yes. You know, we don't have to do all that stuff. We can live and be happy without a TV and, and have a wonderful life and be far better. We don't, we're not trapped by it. We're not mm-hmm. trapped by nicotine and alcohol and all that. Anyway, so that, yeah. that was our topic is yeah. freedom. So, Brother Lee, you did the object lesson area. What did you yeah. do? Yeah, so, uh, so I decorated our little area uh, with red, wine, blue. And so I did talk a lot about the flag and, and uh, honoring um, veterans and things like that. And I, I, mean, I, t- I t- touched on a lot of things. I touched on the Revolutionary War. Uh, again, we went through what the colors of the flag meant. So I went through that. Um, but then... Um, uh, I also I made some red, white, and blue. Made a paper chain, um, like the little linking paper chains, and, uh, and so and I had Brianna uh, with me doing the lessons this time, Brianna Hinckley, and uh, and so I said, well, you know, you know, this these kind of chains, if we were to, you could easily tear that apart, right? And uh, and I said, yeah, you know, so I, and there's a song that I, it's a Spanish song, Cadenas de Papel. It's chains and paper chains. So in life, when you're bound, so I talk, I even promoted the Be Free class, and it has a picture of the real chains and stuff. When you have addictions and things like that, you're bound by chains, and you can't break those unless you have the Holy Ghost, unless you have God in your life or whatever. It's hard. But then when you have these paper chains, well, that if you're bound by those, that'd be easy to. But that's more. I think the song kind of means like uh, the. Bible, you're, you're bound by the paper, the written word of the Bible and the commandments and laws, stuff like that. Like, you, like, 
God doesn't bind us with his chains. It's it's the paper and it's the word of God. And so there's kind of some That's really good. different meaning in that. But I thought, so I kind of tried to bring that out. But again, talking about being thankful for this country. And again, I mean, I don't know what's being taught in, in public schools. And it was kind of neat. So I actually asked each group when they came through the different sessions. Um, it talked about the um, uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Do you still say that in schools? And some kids in public schools said, yeah. So no, our teachers don't, they don't let us. We don't, we're not allowed to, you know. And uh, so it's just kind of interesting what's going on in our country today. So I said, you know, we need to love this. Like you said, it's not perfect. And I, you know, I've been to a few different countries. I, don't, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else than here. Um, and, uh, but, uh, so that's kind of what I focus on. But then again, with Jesus, when you get the Holy Ghost, and I pretty much try to talk about repentance, baptism, Jesus' name. And uh, that, you know, so we talked about that. Addictions being bound by those kind of chains, but God can set you free. So awesome. That's pretty much it. <clears throat> so, we talked about freedom. You decorated your area, and I, I did one thing. I did the color, the red, blue chemical oh, indicator yeah, yeah. stuff. So yeah. I brought that out again, you know. So I kind of worked that in. That's kind of neat because some kids haven't seen that one. So. Well, it was a, it was a great uh, color to fit it. It was literally yeah. red yeah. and blue, and it turns clear. So I guess that could be the white. Um, no, I actually I, I came up with a white one. I use uh, silver, uh, silver, uh, silver nitrate. And, oh, you did? Uh, yeah, and 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 uh, chloride makes a white precipitate. If you have, if you have questions specifically about what he's talking about with the chemicals and how he used it in this lesson, uh, do you want to you know, just info at Apostolic Sunday School? Is that the easiest yeah, way? Yeah. Just send, send any questions there, and we'll forward it directly to him, and he'll he'll give you a breakdown if you need it. Um, second area was the skit area, and that was Sister uh, Sarah Booker. And it was supposed to be my brother Larry Booker were helping, but, <laughs> but he had some sewer problems at his house, and oh. so he was kind of stuck. But luckily, Sarah's sister was in town. So Kim, she is a teacher. She's a very good teacher out of uh, uh, Northern California. And so she came down and, man, did a great job. So the two of them along with Natalia, uh, Sarah's daughter, did a great job. So they did a skit. And you guys were in your own area, so you probably yeah. didn't see it. But they, they built a jail out of PVC yeah. pipe. And uh, they, were, they were in jail. And so they're bound in chains. They have these heavy chains wrapped around their wrists. And they're behind. And they're talking about how, how terrible it is to, to be you know, in chains. Um, well, at one point... Sarah comes in and is asking what's wrong. So she sets him free and takes the chains off. And then she steps out for a minute. And Sarah or Kim and Natalia, they put the chains back on themselves. And she comes back and she goes, what happened? I just, I just set you free. They're like, yeah, but we don't deserve to be free. Hmm. You know, we just, we've done so many things wrong. Like we deserve to be here. And talking about how, how God has made us free, but sometimes we're, we, we're bound by our own, you know, we, we, put ourselves in chains uh, it was very really good skit um, so that was that area uh, then brother Julian you were in the game area and you <laughs> for those that, that don't live in our climate uh, God bless you we don't have much humidity but we do have heat yeah, yeah. tomorrow's supposed to be 104 by the way I just saw that right. uh, but it was pushing 100 it, it was hot yeah and you were in your red white and blue jumper yes <laughs> he has like these coverall things that are stars and stripes mm -hmm. you just look so patriotic i don't beautiful. remember where i found that thing at but you know pastor bought that for me 
I don't know if you guys know that or not, but was, he was like, if you free. want, yeah, it was for 4th of July, and he was like, if you wear it, I'll buy it. And he bought it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, yeah, but I wore that that day, and I was riding around in my one wheel, just like, you know, being Mr. Patriotic and all that. And it's really fun. The kids love it. And uh, so our section was, we were the game, and I was kind of like, how can we tie in 4th of July with the game and without using fireworks and fire... Or maybe I should have. I don't know. <laughs> but, we, you know, so what we did is we, uh, you know, I mentioned, I asked the kids, like, what's today? And some of them would say, it's 4th of July. I'd be like, well, yeah, we all know today's July 4th. You know, like, don't tell me the day. Like, what's today about? And I, you know, they were like, oh, Independence Day and all that. And then um, I was like, well, you know, a lot of battles were fought. And they kind of, you know, battle was fought different back then where they kind of just stood across from each other. And they shot at each other until the last one team was standing. But I was like, so what we're going to do is I got paper. And the game's technically called Clean Your Room, where you'll the, the kids will come to the middle and they'll grab the paper and they'll basically try. They're not throwing it at each other. That's not the goal. It's to throw it onto each other uh, side of the uh, line. And whoever has the most paper on whichever side loses. So you, your goal is to also go back and pick up paper and throw it on the other side. And these kids, they're just, they're giving it all they got for it. They had like an hour, I mean, an hour, I'm sorry. They had like one minute or two minutes uh, for each round. They'll do it and then they'll pick it up and we'll do it. It kind of was just to burn energy out. So when they go to the next room, they'll hopefully sit down too. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was fun. The kids loved it and, you know, it was... When he, when he says paper, they were like balled up. Yeah, we just paper. got paper and we balled them into little like paper balls, and the kids would just throw them back and forth. So no accidents. I don't think anyone got hurt. No, it's hard <laughs> so, to get hurt with a piece yeah. of paper. So, but yeah, it was fun. Well, it's ironic that you mentioned that you were trying to get their energy out for the next session because the next session was Delaney's, it was. <laughs> which was singing, <laughs> she action does that songs. Good. Yeah. And so the last thing she wanted was kids with no energy. Luckily, she's <laughs> able to pull energy out of a tree stump. So. Uh, we had uh, a fun, our last session was also outside, but under, you guys were in the shade of a tree. She yes. was in the shade of this shade structure area with a Bluetooth speaker. We put her outside because we thought it would be quiet. <laughs> it wasn't quiet. No, I heard her. She was still very loud. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. They, they sang action songs uh, basically for an hour straight. You know, every 15 minutes, new set of kids. Uh she, it wasn't necessarily freedom songs, but but she did a good job of, of uh, you know tying everything in to, to, to the freedom of, of worship and stuff. Um, so they sang all kinds of songs, and then they were into the cycle, and we we were done. So we don't do this every Sunday by any means, um, but it's a good way to mix it up. Yeah. So instead of us changing our lesson every 15 minutes or actually eight minutes is what we typically do they came to us and you got to do the same lesson four times so typically in a in a in a setting like that your first lesson is good but your fourth one is spectacular (laughs) by the time you've done it four times you're really good at it so uh, the fourth one is always the one really worth saying in fact you almost want to reteach the first group Uh, brotherly i wasn't in the first one i'm sure it was great but at least for me personally i know that first group i feel like i shortchange them every time because that fourth group i'm like man and if I had a fifth group, they'd be like speaking in tongues right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I just slayed it. And uh, if I could just mention, are, are we going to talk about like how we did this logistically, like the leaders, how they took the groups? Sure. So, yeah, like you know, so so we talked about you know what we did in each section, well, how we made this all possible. Well, if I could just say, one, it was a hot day, so 
Brother Philip, you ice down the ice chest with a bunch of waters and Gatorades before, so that the kids Capri Suns, those jug juices. The, yeah, I, 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 I bought a lot. I think I bought 150 drinks and stuffed these ice chests. But it was it it helped. And brother uh, Lee, you had otter pops for the kids, you know, and it it really having the water around everything. I think it helped keep the kids nice and cool. Um, So that was, you know, we were able to go against the uh, environment that way, you know, the hot weather. And then the way we were able to move the kids to each section was we had four groups. All the kids were numbered as they came into Sunday school, yep. just at the check-in. So we have two different check-in sides. One's the the people that bring their own kids, and then the ones that ride the buses. And so each side just kind of did one, two, three, four. So the first kid that came in was a one. The second came it was a two, three, four, and then it started back over with yeah. one. Uh, we did that at both check-ins until everybody's name tag had a number on it. Yep. And uh, that broke them into four groups. And then we had group leaders assigned to each of those groups as well. And that was my job. I was group four. And we, we tried to instill group pride. And so we'd have a chant that we chanted as we went by. You know, we are group number four. Uh, you know, we are known from shore to shore. You know, it's yeah. stupid, stupid chant. And I don't think any kid even chanted it except me. Like, I, mean, I was the only one behind it. But, they, but, you know, it was cool, though, to see the groups where, like, they were like, okay, everyone line up. Now let's go to the next one. And then we'll take yeah. off, you know. And it was, yeah. I was like, oh, like, it, it was, I was kind of worried that, like, how are we going to do this from going, but it worked really well. Yeah, you know, it, was, it, it was really it smooth. smooth. And I think we learned a lot from junior camp because we do that exact same thing at junior camp and, and we just did the same process. Yeah, it went really well and it was smooth. The transition was smooth and uh, the I had the uh, whoever was the leader the, uh, but hey, let me know when we're at a couple minutes so we can start cleaning up and get the kids out on time so they get make sure they get the... And, and another thing to consider because I know that mine was, they were kind of a little active and everything. They were like, hey, make sure you go get a water on your way over there too. So, yeah. and, uh, and I told everyone, hey, make sure you go and give Delaney a water. Give Delaney a water. <laughs> we do not want her passing out <laughs> we, again. Yeah, no more passing out. <laughs> so. I didn't get a chance, but did anybody ask the kids what they thought of it? They hated it, but we like... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, I don't know yet. Maybe we should try to take a poll at the beginning of class this coming Sunday. Yeah. Like, hey, what you guys think of last Sunday? Just yeah. See what they think. They're all gonna look at us like, huh? What are you talking about? What happened? happened? (laughs) Hey, but it was a really good Fourth of July. I really enjoyed it, and you know, um, and then at night we had a great uh, thing afterwards. And any of our Sunday school kids or bus kids come to that? I don't think so. I don't think so. That's a tough one. We had one bus. uh, It was Anthony, who's an adult though. He's a grown man, but he did come and he came down to the fellowship. That's cool. Helped us a lot. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, it was a unique day. Uh, but definitely something that we'll, we'll be doing again. Um, so uh, August 22nd is our Holy Ghost service. That's going to be one that we're, we're uh, all going to get all of our classes together, go in the Spanish classroom, have church. Um, and then, so that's going to be our fourth deal next month. So yes. anyway, every every month it's it. a little bit different. Um, but I think that's it for today. Um, unless you have something to add, anybody? Nope. Okay. That's it. Uh, well, thank you, Brother Lee, Brother Julian, and everybody that hung in. Um, uh, if you have any questions, concerns, send them to info at apostolicsundayschool.com. Any topics you want us to cover, we'll be happy to try our best to uh, cover things you guys want to hear about. Until then, God bless. Appreciate it.
We'll Godless. see you later next. Maybe. See you later next time, whatever that meant. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you. <laughs> 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 Let's end it on a high. Bye.